Welcome back, MTN Giants podcast, as we preview week number 15, or 16, yeah, 16. So just three more left here. It's the Eagles, of course, at Philly, then home versus the Rams, home versus the Eagles to close out the year. The Giants are 5-9. and nine. Their chances of the playoffs are pretty much non-existent. It's like less than 1%, so I'm not counting on that. Right now, the Giants are 13.5-point underdogs in Philadelphia. I don't think the Giants have won there since, like, 2013. I think that was the Vince Young game. So, uh, been a very long time. Uh, of course, part of me would love to end that streak, but part of me also wants the better draft pick, and the Giants are right around that top five area. Um, there's a couple matchups this week that are pretty important for the tank. We have, I think, the Commanders versus the is it Commanders Jets, I'm pretty sure it is. Then we have the Bears and Cardinals. So a couple of matchups there that can really change the draft position coming up here for April. So we'll find out what happens in those games. But of course, we'll go over the injuries, preview the game a bit. Then we'll do the week number 16 spread picks. Hope you guys enjoy. Leave a like and let's get into it. Let's get started with the injuries. Um, luckily, the Giants updated their website like nine minutes ago. So we get some updated ins and outs but uh right now for the guys that are out we have evan neal and rakeem nunez roches um apparently nacho had this knee injury he was limping around so he's not going to play evan neal misses his what is this like seven straight games like it's crazy um and as i always say i wanted to see him play and get these reps but it seems like at this point i'd be surprised if he comes back um this ankle injury must be bad so as for dexter lawrence and Ashawn robinson they seem like Really questionable, but I think Brian Dable said he's hopeful that they're back for uh, the game on Monday. And I forgot to mention the game's on Monday, Christmas Day, uh, 4.30, I believe. So, you know, probably not what you want to see on Christmas as a Giants fan, but unfortunately, that's what we got. So anyway, um, Dexter Lawrence, Ashawn Robinson, hopeful to play. We'll see about them. Uh, guys like Gary Brightwell, Lawrence Cage are questionable. Doesn't really matter to me. Um, the Eagles don't have too many important ones right now. Their game status has not been updated yet, so I don't know who's in and out. But um, Devontae Smith did not practice on Friday. That's a big one. Neither did Darius Slay. Um, Landon Dickerson didn't practice Friday. Um, Zach Cunningham. I feel like the Eagles always get these washed-up linebackers, like these just really veteran old linebackers. Like, didn't the Eagles sign Miles Jack too? Like, they had Miles Jack, Zach Cunningham, um, Shaquille Leonard, of course, from the Colts, and it's like they, that's just what they do. They just, you know, they lost, of course, T.J. Edwards to the Bears in the off-season, so they're trying everything they can here. But anyway, um, Avante Maddox was a full practice. He should be good to go. Cam Jurgens full practice. He should be good. So it seems like the Eagles are not that injured. Um, of course, it depends about Devontae Smith, Darius Slay, Landon Dickerson. But if those guys play, they should be all right. But anyway, um, you know, Jalen Hurts has been battling this knee injury the entire year. He has been running a lot more lately, so I would like to believe that he is not as injured as he once was, but it felt like at one point there was an actual concern with that knee. Um, there was that one game, it might have been, I forget which week it was now, but there was a week where, you know, he really looked like he was limping badly. It might have been the home game versus the Cowboys. I think it was week nine, right? Yeah, week nine versus the Cowboys, I'm pretty sure. Jalen Hurts had that, like, leg rolled up on, and his knee was, like, you know, probably hurting pretty badly, but he came back in the game. So, I don't think Hurts has missed time this year. I don't remember seeing Marcus Mario to play. Uh, he might have played like a few snaps, but um, you know, it seems like Jalen Hurts should be fine. Um, for the Eagles on the season, we'll go to their season stats. 
they're having a you know quote unquote down season. They've lost three straight games now, which is concerning. But you know they started off the year ten and one, and people were calling them out as a fraudulent ten and one team. Now you know some of that can be like oh it's just Giants fans hating on the Eagles, which definitely happens of of course. But um, there is some truth to that. You know I, I think there is some truth to the Eagles. You know being a bit of a fraudulent. 10 and 1 team at one point but it seems like that um has balanced out here as they've lost three straight games two of those was the Niners and Cowboys which makes sense but then of course they lost on Monday night to Drew Locke and the um, Seattle Seahawks and you know James Bradbury had a very rough final drive on that I'm sure you guys have seen that by now but anyway Eagles offense, um, 7th in points on offense, ninth in total yards, 21st in turnovers, so they're turning the ball over a bit too much for their liking. Um, they are 21st in passing attempts, they're 16th in passing yards, they are 5th in rushing attempts, which is funny because you have Eagles fans always yelling about, we gotta run the ball, gotta run the ball. You know, I'm sure a lot of that includes, like, you know, the brotherly shove, and, you know, that does count as a rushing attempt technically. But the Eagles are also 8th in rushing yards, they're 5th in rushing touchdowns, which I'm sure that, you know, brotherly shove definitely um, helps with that. But they are 13th in yards per attempt, so they're not the most efficient running team. But of course, those brotherly shove plays, they're like usually for 1 or 2 yards, so that'll bring down your yards per carry. So there's a lot that goes into it. Um, The Eagles defense, which has been a big disappointment this year. Jonathan Gannon, their defensive coordinator last year, is now coaching the Cardinals. So their defense has dropped off. They lost pieces. You know, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, I mentioned T.J. Edwards. Like, they lost pieces. So right now their defense is 26th in points allowed, 22nd in yards, 24th in turnovers forced. They are 28th in yards allowed via the pass, but they are 7th against the run. So that's pretty good, of course. They have a great defensive line, a lot of veterans, you know, some young studs, of course. But, um, you know, that pass defense has been not so good. But the Giants are not the type of team to pass all over you. That's not their MO. So I don't really see that really being a big issue here for Philly. Um I know the spread is humongous for this game, and, you know, I might take the Giants, but I kind of feel like taking the Eagles because it really does feel like a get-right game. Like, Philly has lost three straight. I think a lot of us thought that Monday at Seattle would be their get-right game, but, of course, they lost that one 2017. So I'm thinking this is the game they get things right, right? The Giants just don't play well in Philly. Um, the Eagles have owned the Giants for years, and... You know, the Giants have some backups playing. They're down to their third-string quarterback, and there seemed to be a reality check there last, uh, almost said last year, last week versus the Saints when DeVito was not very effective at all, and the offense was horrible. So, you know, can Tommy DeVito take advantage and pass over, pass all over this Eagles secondary that has struggled the entire year? That's the big question. So um, the Giants defense, I'm sure they'll start out the game pretty well, but eventually they'll probably break down because the Giants offense will probably do nothing. Um, so looking at some of these matchups here, I mean, it seems like the Eagles, they might have to rely on Keely Ringo, the rookie out of Georgia. Um, he was their fourth round pick this year, so he might have to play some corner if uh, Darius Slay misses. James Bradbury, who is probably having the worst year of his career, I would have to think. I mean, he had a nice career in, in uh, Carolina, played well for the Giants, of course, had a one really good year with the Giants, but, you know, he's probably had his worst year, but, you know, he'll probably be across from former teammate Darius Slayton a lot. Um, 
so Wandell Robinson against Bradley Roby. Um, Roby's been around forever. He's 31 now. So, you know, I would like to think Wandell can win that matchup more times than not. The Giants' offensive line is a massive concern in this game. Like, you have guys like Jalen Carter going up against, like, John Michael Schmitz and Justin Pugh, and that's probably not going to go well. Hate to be uh, that guy, but, you know, Hassan Reddick's taken a step back this year. It's almost said Montez Sweat. Josh Sweat, of course, has played well for Philly for a few years now. Um, he'll be against Andrew Thomas a lot. So, um, I have a lot of concerns about the line in this game. Like, it just... The Eagles have definitely not had as many sacks as they usually do, and they should have a lot more with this type of personnel. But it feels like with the combination of how long DeVito holds the ball and how talented this Eagles pass rush is, it feels like a recipe for disaster. So if like the Eagles were to have like seven or eight sacks and force a couple fumbles on DeVito, it's not going to shock me. So we'll see what happens in the game, obviously, but that's just not going to bode well probably for the Giants. If I'm them, I'm focused on getting the ball out early. I'm not going to do like these, you know, have these plays where DeVito's back there and scanning the field and going through progressions because it's probably not going to go well. Like just do simple shit that you did last year where like, you know, we saw it last year with Jones, how you roll out the quarterback and check down to the tight end or just run. We know DeVito can run, so I would do that type of stuff. So we'll see what the game plan is there from um, from Mike Kafka. Uh, so far, Shaq Leonard has not played so well for Philly. He hasn't played that much, but his snaps are increasing every week, it seems like here. I think he played, what, he played uh, 16 snaps in his first game with the Eagles. Then he played uh, He played more last week. Whatever, 16 plus 12 is not good at math. 28, played 28 snaps last week. So it seems like he's getting more acclimated, but he's definitely not the same player he used to be, which is a shame because I think he had that like neck injury or something. So sucks for him. But anyway, um, for the Giants' defense in this game, looking at Philly's offense, going to be a big task for the corners, obviously. You have... A.J. Brown, who the first half of the year was on like a historic pace. He's kind of slowed down a bit, but he's still having a great year overall. Um, Brown's probably going to be on Deontay Banks, hopefully a good amount. You know, you would think Deontay Banks, more of a physical corner, can hopefully deal with A.J. Brown better than uh, Dory Jackson can. But Devontae Smith, you know, having a bit of a down year for his standards. You know, I feel like he's very consistently getting like 50, 60 yards a week. He might have a 100-yard game here and there. But, um... You know, Devontae Smith, for the most part, has not had his usual season. Um, they're still lacking at wide receiver three, which was my biggest concern with the Eagles, besides losing their coordinators coming into the year. But Quez Watkins at wide receiver three, they have that Zacchaeus dude who was from the Falcons in the past. So they have some decent pass catchers, but really Smith and Brown's all you're worried about. And then, of course, you have Dallas Goddard, who's coming back from that broken arm. He played last week and I think was playing limited snaps. So, you know, he doesn't look... I think he was back for two games, actually. I think he played in week 14 and week 15, but he He's not been playing the same amount of snaps. He definitely um, is still not 100% from that fractured forearm, whatever it was. So the Eagles' run game has not been um, hasn't been great. I mentioned that they're running the ball a lot, but a lot of that is Jalen Hurts' quarterback sneaks. So, you know, DeAndre Swift got off to a great start this year. He's been slowing down a lot lately, um, and I feel like Swift – is kind of like he's not that big of a back. He's listed at 215, but when you watch him and he doesn't look that big. He's 5'9, 215. But, you know, I, I feel like their run game is really lacking right now. 
I don't know why the Eagles don't give Rashad Penny a shot. Like, I really don't think he's that bad. Um, Rashad Penny, I mean, I'm going to look him up real quick. I think Rashad Penny has, like, one of the highest yards per attempt ever in the NFL. Like, the problem with him is he's always hurt. But Rashad Penny, yeah, Rashad Penny in his career has 342 carries for just under 2,000 yards. That's 5.7 yards per carry and 13 touchdowns. Like, the guy, when he plays, Rashad Penny has been amazing. But for some reason with the Eagles this year, he's only been active for like two games and they're struggling to run between the tackles. You have a really good offensive line. I personally don't understand why they wouldn't play him. Like he led the NFL in yards per carry in 2021. In 2022, he had 6.1 yards per carry. Like the guy is a very good player and I don't know why they even signed him just not to use him. He's 27 years old. So, you know, for a guy who has not been used that much, he's pretty much still in his prime for a running back, but I feel bad. Like he, he should be playing more. Um, of course, his his uh, brother was a giant for a few years, Elijah Penny, but you know, I feel I feel bad for him. Like you're struggling running the ball between the tackles, and you have a guy on your roster that can do it. I just don't know why they're not doing it. You know, personally, I don't care because I don't want the Eagles to win anyway. But um, whatever. So they also have Kenneth Gainwell behind Swift. They have uh, our our friend Boston Scott, who I think is going to score a touchdown. I'll probably place a bet on that. Um, you know, I, I can tell Nick Sirianni's the type of guy who will play into that and try and get Boston Scott a, a touchdown in this game. They did that in the playoffs last year. So if they did it in the playoffs, then why wouldn't they do it in a week 16 game? So I'm assuming Boston Scott will score a touchdown. Assuming the game gets out of hand, which I think it might have a chance of doing so. Um, the Giants secondary, I mean, yeah, it, it's been like been okay this year but you know last week we saw some bad moments obviously but there was no Chris Olave I think was uh, Rashid Shahid out I forget I think he might have played but yeah Michael Thomas was out like the Saints had guys missing and the Giants were just struggling in the secondary we saw Jawan Johnson get loose for that touchdown we saw freaking um what's his name Jimmy Graham's core touchdown just like crazy stuff like that so you know, we made, we made we made Derek Carr look amazing. Like, let's be honest, Derek Carr should not be throwing all over you like that. Like, that's just you know unacceptable. But I think for the talent they have or lack thereof, the Giants' defense has done a pretty nice job overall. But getting pressure on the quarterback definitely going to be a big thing uh, in this game. Uh, Dexter Lawrence is probably not 100%, obviously, but you know you have guys like Kayvon and Ojalari who can hopefully get to the quarterback a good amount and hopefully Ashawn Robinson plays but you know against this offensive line with Mylotta Kelsey's playing at a ridiculous level still uh Lane Johnson Jurgens like they have really good offensive linemen here obviously um now the thing to watch out for and I've noticed this the past couple weeks is that when the Eagles are doing this brotherly shove play Jason Kelsey has apparently been moving the ball forward like you know when the center gets the ball and you know they like kind of place the ball on the ground it seems like Kelsey was moving the ball forward and refs are kind of picking up on that now so I think he's been called for a couple of false starts he was on Monday so definitely watch out for that um, that could be a reason why the brotherly shove has been so effective is maybe because Jason Kelsey has been moving the ball forward and the refs have not been picking up on it so we'll see what happens um, if that comes up in the game as for Jalen Hurts you know not his best season uh, but as I mentioned I think he's playing a bit injured Guy has like a bunch of rushing touchdowns. I don't know what the number is exactly. I'll look it up real quickly. But Jalen Hurts definitely has a ton of rushing touchdowns this year. Um, has 12 interceptions, which is, 
you know, kind of a lot for him. And yeah, I feel like it should be less than that. But um, I think overall, the guys had a pretty decent year. So passing the ball, he has 19 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 65 completion percentage rushing the ball. Let's see where the hell are the rushing stats here? Passing stats, game log. Why can't I find this advanced passing? I don't care. Rushing. Here we go. So he has 14 rushing touchdowns this year. I mean, he has a chance to have like 17, 18 rushing touchdowns. I don't know what the record for a quarterback is. It might still be Cam Newton from that one year, his rookie year maybe, but I don't know. But still, I feel like for a quarterback to have that many rushing touchdowns is pretty insane. So we'll see if he can continue on that or not. But I feel like the Eagles always get down to the one. They just feel like that team that always gets down to the one. Um, I know Devontae Smith got down to the one a few times. I had him in the fantasy for a lot this year, so we got down at the one a few times. And um, DeAndre Swift got down at the one last week as well. So like just stuff like that always seems to happen. But... You know, the Giants defense, they have three or four guys playing really well. Bobby Okereke, Xavier McKinney in a contract year, um, Dexter Lawrence, obviously. You know, Jason Pinnock's had his moments, but the rest of this defense has not really been playing that well. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau's had a really good year, like, statistics-wise. I believe he has 12 and a half sacks this year, but he just has too many games where he goes missing, and last week was a good example of that. So we'll see if he can play a full game here. But, yeah, I'm not expecting too much in this game. I, I know the Eagles, you know, defense has not been great this year. They've been horrible on third down. They're not sacking the quarterback, but DeVito's the type of quarterback to hold on to the ball too long. I think the Saints had, like, seven sacks against us last week. So, um you know, there's some weird vibes with the Eagles right now. Apparently, some players are not happy, obviously, and, and it makes sense. You're on a losing streak, but the Giants feel like a get-right game. I mean, right now, the Eagles finish out the year with the Giants, the Cardinals, and then the Giants again. So I feel like if you're Philly, you should end the season going 13-4. and four. There's no excuse. So if you finish out the year 13-4, and four, you, you play some tune-up games here, you, you know, get your confidence back up against some bad football teams, you know, it's probably going to go well for them. So I, I know losing to Seattle sucks for them, and it is what it is, and they're playing for a playoff spot and trying to get the best um, playoff seed possible. And I'm going to take a look right now what the um, the playoff picture is because I do believe the Eagles are still in play for the one seed, but I believe the Niners, yeah, the Niners have that right now. So you have the Niners at 11-3. and three, You have the Cowboys and Eagles at 10-4. and four, but technically, the Cowboys are in first place in the NFC East. They must have a better um, divisional record. I do believe the Cowboys and Eagles split this year, but I think the Cowboys have a better divisional record. So if the Eagles start winning these games versus the Giants, they'll probably get their division record back up. So we'll see how the seeding plays out. But these games are definitely still important for Philly. But, um, you know, I'll make a score prediction. Why, why not? I will say... Man, how bad do I want this to be? I mean, I'll probably say like 34, 34 to 16. 34 16 is my final score prediction. Would that cover the spread 34 16? I think it would, right? That's a lot of points. Eh, maybe not. What's 34 minus 16? All right, so that'd be 18. So I would think, like, yeah, you're going to cover the spread at that point if you're Philly. Um, so, yeah, I think 34 16, something like that. Um, probably not going to be a fun game to watch, but. 
we are used to it. Just three more of these. It's all we have to go through is three more. Um, looking ahead, the Giants are six and a half point dogs against the Rams next week. They played on Thursday. They looked very good. They did let the Rams or they did let the Saints come back late in that game, but still they were dominant for most of that game. So the Giants have a good chance of going five and what is it? So yeah, they'll probably be five and twelve by the time the year's over, which is uh, it's a big disappointment. But a lot of things went wrong this year with injuries, and the Giants just picked the wrong path to go on. You know, trying to compete again this year, which is probably the wrong move. So. Hopefully they learn from their mistakes and get this right in the offseason. But, uh, you know, definitely a lot of time to talk about the big picture stuff in the offseason. So anyway, let's get into the week number 16 spread picks. All right. So last week wasn't the best. Went 5, 8, and 1. But I luckily had some cushion from the amazing week the week prior. So now I'm 102, 96, and 8 on the season. So I'll, I'll still take it. But anyway, first game here on Saturday starts in a couple hours here. The Bengals at the Steelers. Steelers plus three. I'm picking the Steelers. I think this is the game they finally get it right. I know it's Mason Rudolph. They finally benched Mitch Trubisky, which probably is the right move. But I just think the Steelers are the kind of team where they just find ways to win. Like, I just think Mike Tomlin has proven himself enough. And, you know, there there is no Jamar Chase for the Bengals. That's a massive, you know, missed weapon. I know they were just chucking the ball up to T. Higgins last week and it worked, but I feel like the Eagles should be ready for that. And Jake Browning, I don't think is like the next Joe Burrow. So I'm thinking that they're going to lose a game at some point. And it could be here. The Steelers are home too. So I do like that. So Steelers plus three for me in the first one. This one here, probably going to be a blowout, but we have the Buffalo Bills at the Chargers. Chargers plus 12 and a half. Man, Buffalo's looked great lately. I'm going to take the Bills. I mean, we saw the Chargers play on Thursday. I know they got rid of um, their head coach, Brandon Staley, and it's about damn time. But there was just nothing about that team that showed me that they're going to be a good team without Justin Herbert. Like, you know, Justin Herbert should win MVP just based on what we saw on Thursday. Like, that was embarrassing. You know, I don't know how many defensive touchdowns the Raiders had. It felt like two or three. Um, Easton Stick was horrible. And one of the uh, one of the touchdowns they had was on a broken play where Joshua Palmer was just left wide open on a miscommunication. So, you know, the Chargers really did nothing, whether it was on the ground or through the air. There's a lot of turnovers. The Bills defense, yes, they're injured, but they're still good. They're playing well. So um, I'm taking the Bills here, minus 12 and a half. The Cleveland Browns, they are playing tomorrow. They're at the Houston Texans. There is no CJ Stroud once again. So there's going to be Davis Mills or Case Keenum. I think it's Keenum once again. So I'm going to take the Browns minus three. I I felt like the spread should have been a bit more in Cleveland's favor, but you know, I guess I understand it. Houston has been a good team this year, but they're missing so many guys on offense right now. You take Stroud away from that team. And yeah, the Texans probably should have won last week, but they were playing the Titans and the Browns are a better team right now than the Titans. So I will just take the Browns here minus three on the road and trust that defense and trust Flacco. Detroit Lions at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are three point dogs at home. Uh, interesting one here. I think I'll take Detroit minus three. I feel like they want us to do that. So I feel a bit, you know, a bit worried about that one, but I don't know. Minnesota, they did play, um, on an Island game last week and I watched that whole game and, and Nick Mullins wasn't too, too bad, but 
I don't know. I just feel like you get Jared Goff indoors in Minnesota now. I think that the Lions offense can keep it going. I don't think Nick Mullins is going to throw for 300 yards against the Lions defense, although they are uh, struggling. So, I don't know. I'll just take the better team here. It's only three points, so give me the Lions here. Uh, Green Bay Packers at the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are four-point underdogs. The Packers have dropped two straight embarrassing losses here. I mean, of course, they lost to the Giants, which should have never happened. And then they lost by two touchdowns to the Buccaneers. And Baker Mayfield had a perfect uh, passer rating in, in Lambeau. So I think I'll take Green Bay here as a minus four to get back on track. Um, Carolina, at least they won last week. But, you know, I just don't see that team winning back-to-back games. So I think Green Bay should get it right. So I'll just take the Packers here as a minus four. The Indianapolis Colts at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons favored by two. Oof. I just can't find it in me to take the Falcons anymore. I just can't do it. I did it last week, and I, I told myself if they blow this one again versus the Panthers, which they lost that game, um, I told myself I just can't pick them anymore. So I'm just going to blindly take the Colts here as a plus two. Um, and you can make the argument that the Colts are the better team. They have a better coach. They might have a better team. So I know that the um, the Falcons have the fancy offensive weapons of Bijan, Pitts, and London. But they don't know how to use them, right? It's like giving the you know keys to a to a Ferrari to a twelve year old. Like they just don't know how to use it. So, and Arthur Smith in that equation is the twelve year old. So yeah, I'm not taking the uh, not taking the Falcons. I just can't do it. So Colts plus two for me. Seattle at Tennessee. Um, Tennessee three and a half point dogs. Seattle is gonna get Geno Smith back. So ah, that's a tough one. I think I'll take Seattle. You know I don't. Love it because this game kind of feels like it'll be close for no reason, but I will take Seattle minus three and a half, but I would not be shocked if they get me by half a point because I could see Seattle winning this game by only three. So we'll see. It's risky, but I'll take Seattle. Washington Commanders at the Jets. uh, Pretty important game here for the tank. I don't know who to root for because I I guess we'll root for Washington, right? I mean, because I know Washington has four wins right now. We have five, but... I don't know. I feel like either way, the Giants benefit from it. So anyway, Jets minus three at home. Um, I think mm, it's tough. I think I will take, oh, I'll take the Jets. I don't want to do it, but I'll take the Jets. Jets minus three. Very hesitant to do so, but I think the Washington defense is so bad right now. Uh, Zach Wilson, I believe, is out with the concussions, so it is Trevor Simeon, but as I said, the commander's defense, since those trades of Chase Young and Montez Sweat, they've been so bad on defense. I think the Jets' offense can actually do stuff in this game. I know they got shut out last week, but still. So I will take the Jets here, minus three. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Interesting matchup here. Tampa Bay, plus one and a half at home here. Um, I like Tampa, man. I think I'll take Tampa Bay. Tampa plus one and a half here. Um, they're probably alive to win this game. I know that Trevor Lawrence is really questionable to play, but based on this line, I would think they expect Lawrence to play. So we'll see if he does or not. But Tampa Bay has, they looked really good this year. Like Baker Mayfield has regained that confidence that he once had back in that 2020 season. He's playing great football. Um, Tampa's getting healthy. So yeah, I'll take Tampa minus or take, take Tampa plus one and a half, not minus the Cardinals at the Chicago bears. Who do we root for here? I, I think we root for the 
Bears, right? Because the Bears also have five wins. The Cardinals are a candidate to trade out of that pick. So I, I think I'll just take the Bears. You know what? I want to root for the Bears. So I'll take the Bears minus four. They're the better team right now. Um, I've liked the way they've looked recently. They should have won last week. There was that horrible Hail Mary drop by Darnell Mooney. So that was bad for them. But I will take Chicago minus four here. Um, interesting game here. Dallas at Miami. Now, neither team... I feel like Miami has not beaten that great of a team this year, and Dallas kind of has that same thing, aside from beating Philly a couple weeks back. So two teams that like have questions about can they beat elite teams now going against each other. So the Dolphins are one-point favorites at home. Um, this is a interesting one. I think I'll take Miami minus one. I don't love it, but I think in a matchup like this, I'm just going to side with the home team. And, you know, Dallas's defense, it got torn up last week. Like, we saw what James Cook did to that team. You're telling me Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan can't do the same thing. Like, I think Miami's offense will be fine in this game. They've protected Tua well enough, and Tua gets the ball out quickly. So, I don't think that the Cowboys' pass rush should uh, ruin this game for them. So, I will take Miami minus one. Patriots at the Broncos. Broncos minus seven. Mm. This game feels like it'll be close for no reason, but I don't know. Because I know that Denver had that disappointing loss last week. They got blown out in Detroit. The Patriots kept that game close versus the Chiefs for a while. I mean, the Chiefs still covered, but still. Um, I think I'll just take New England minus seven. Why not? I, I think like they've looked competent the past few weeks, so... You know, they beat the Steelers a couple weeks back. They were in that game versus the Chiefs in, the, like, the late third quarter last week. So, you know what? I'll just take the uh, Patriots plus seven there. The Raiders at the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs minus ten. Mm. Interesting one here. So, the Raiders coming off that massive victory, scoring 63 points on Thursday. Extra rest. The Chiefs have not looked good this year. Uh, well, I mean, look, they've looked fine, like, you know, based on the NFL, but based on their own standards, it has not been that great of a year for them. So, man, it's a close one as well for me. I don't know. I think I'll just take the Chiefs. Like, I don't love taking them in big spreads this year because they're just not doing it enough, but something tells me that the Raiders' offense is really going to come crashing back down to earth here, so I will just take the Chiefs here. They probably won't score a ton of points, but I don't see the Raiders scoring a lot either. So I'm hoping that they can keep them under under like 10 or 13 points and that the Chiefs offense can do enough. Um, Super Bowl preview possibly here. This is uh, is this the Sunday nighter, I guess, right? Uh, no, Christmas Day nighter. Interesting. All right, so Christmas Day night game. They're giving us the Baltimore Ravens at the San Francisco 49ers. Um you know, if I had to pick today, this might be the Super Bowl preview. So this is a great matchup. They're, they are giving the Niners a five-and-a-half-point favorite here. So a lot of points. Um, I feel inclined to take Baltimore. I've heard Lamar Jackson's spread when he's um, an underdog, and it's a very good spread record for uh, Lamar Jackson. So, you know, five-and-a-half points is a good amount. I think Baltimore can win this game if things break right. So I'll just take Baltimore plus five-and-a-half. Would it shock me if the Niners went out there and killed them? No, because they are the best team in football. But it feels a little disrespectful to be, you know, five-and-a-half-point dogs for a team like Baltimore. So I'll take them. Um, all right, so this game was on Thursday. And finally, the Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Eagles minus 13 and a half. And for me, I'm going to take Philadelphia. The line keeps moving in their direction. I don't feel good about that. And yeah, I mean, the Giants have injuries. The Eagles are just looking for a game to get right. They looked bad the past few weeks. This should be the game where they get everything going. They always kill the Giants. Everything adds up. So I will just take Philly minus 13 and a half. So that's going to do it for the spread picks. That'll do it for the video. Hope you all enjoyed. We will react to what is most likely an ass kicking on Christmas night. For those who celebrate, Merry Christmas. Enjoy the holidays. Stay safe. And I will talk to you guys next time.